You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Yo, check the mic. It's time to get loud. I go on stage and I can hear the crowd cheering for me because they call me the best and all those other rappers can't pass the test because when I go hard I go for real messing with me is like punching steel I'll break your hand and I'll break your mind you'll never see another rapper of my kind see that's just a sample of it I'm working it out right now oh my god yeah it's the start of it you know I think it's gonna be pretty I, good. I think it's the start of an amazing career is be, what I'm thinking I, I think so ladies and gentlemen I'm this thinking your podcasting days might be well behind Fun you. Employment Radio may be ending November 14th at the listener party hello everyone this is Fun Employment oh Radio. Oh my god. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever. However you listen, it's so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we greatly, wow. greatly appreciate it. We are live here five days a week out of Portland, Oregon on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And uh, also... I would, would just like to announce this now. I'm considering going into my rap career as well. Keelan, I think, wants to actively murder you right now. Oh, well, he's jealous of the beats. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I come from the streets. You don't. You you came from a gravel road in well, Monmouth yeah. Independence. Combines, driving by, kicking up dirt so you can do a, into the, my eye. Yeah, bam, dude, I'm on fire. I'm a freestyling wow. whiz right now. You really are. Is there more to your rap? Or there's is more. That? No, there's more. There's a whole other second half to the to the verses I was throwing down and spitting. Anyway, we are Fun Employment Radio, and uh, we don't always start off with rapping, but this is just something that I've just... But on I've special kinda, days, we do. I've just kind of uh, discovered my new talents. You know, I knew I had some rapping talents previously. A lot of people have told me, like, you should get into the rap game. You know, you should really Nobody has ever told you that. Spitting it for real. Nobody you know? has ever said anything uh, even close to that. A lot, a lot of people have said that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen comments online. They're like, Greg, when you drop in the tape, dog, you're dope. You know, and things like that when I'm out uh, when I'm out hanging around, and uh, I've I've kind of held off of it for a while, but uh, I think I think it might be time to get back into the rap game. Wow, you probably wouldn't understand. I probably wouldn't. No, I think it's it's probably a little bit above your head. Like my, my my rhymes are pretty deep, you know. So uh, like uh, you'll never see another rapper of, of my kind. My skills are impeccable. My form is divine. The ladies hang on every word, line after line. Cause ain't nobody that can take my rap crown You try to mess with me, you just look like a clown Wait, what's that? Someone knocking at your door? Yup, it's me, lyrically slapping you to the floor Rocking it up and down the coast When I attend a wedding, they give me the toast Bam! Some killer shit right there Oh my, I've never heard you sound whiter than when you said (laughs) killer shit right there Oh my god So anyway This is what uh, Sarah has been Not supportive Of my career this morning I haven't been here at the I studio. haven't at all He is so annoying And I have to tell you Who else wasn't supportive Was when Greg's been Sitting in here doing this I've learned how to Kind of tune him out um, So we do our show prep Here at our studio In southeast Portland and uh, and yeah, I've been I've been spitting rhymes all morning, and Sarah has not. Uh, yeah, you have not been supportive of me. I haven't. I think that's fair and you know say. who else wasn't supportive of you? The girl that's waiting to see like the therapist or whatever outside of there. Because I was opening the door to run to the restroom, and she was and you're in there in here doing your little rap thing. Yeah, and she looked terrified. Well, she, she's going to see a therapist, and then it has to be confronted with me. Yeah, that would be a problem <laughs> probably. Yeah, I'm intimidating. I'm an intimidating man. Yes, Greg, you're so your stature is quite intimidating. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. I was sitting over here i was i was spitting you know doing what i do well just so you know and everybody knows the rap thing was done with the last listener party that is not happening this time you don't know that maybe i'll go out on my own i'll go rogue no you won't okay 
Yeah. Right. No, that's not happening. We're just gonna we're gonna cut that cord right now. Oh, we could set up a freestyle rap battle. We are not gonna do that. All right, not gonna do that whatsoever. Maybe. It might be considered. I don't think that it well, will at all. all. Right. So as we said before, the Fun Employment Radio fifth anniversary listener party, November fourteenth, and uh, just reserve that date. We have a lot of things to announce coming up with it, but save that date, November fourteenth. That is when the party's gonna be, and uh, it's a Friday. And we want to. It's a Friday, see Friday, there. November fourteenth. Yes. Oh my gosh! Uh, I just got the best email from a listener. His name's Dave, and he lives in Fremont, California. And uh, he wrote, uh, "Hey, Greg and Sarah, I just put in my vacation dri- uh, time to drive up for the anniversary party. We're going to get in town early Friday, November fourteenth, and leaving Monday, November sixteenth. Uh, we're really looking forward to the weekend. I'll definitely get a big ass sandwich. Awesome! Yeah, very cool. Ha- driving up from Fremont, California—that's amazing. Very cool. Oh, Thank so you anyone very much. who's yeah who's going to be traveling in, uh, just let us know. Send us an email. Yeah, and so we can uh, start keeping a list of you guys that you know, are coming from near and far. Yeah, so we know where you're, whereabouts you're coming it's from. It's fun to know. It's so exciting." For that us. is awesome. Thank you for doing that, for mm-hmm. taking time off and driving up, because it is going to be a night to remember. Mm-hmm, it is. That sounds like it sound, a prom yeah, or something. I did make it sound like a prom. That's yeah. not the actual tagline for it. That's is it going to so be like under the sea themed? What was the theme, the theme of your prom? Oh, boy. Did you go to your prom? Uh, I didn't go my junior year because I thought it was stupid, so I didn't want to go to it. You mean you couldn't find anyone to go with you? No, I found somebody to go with me. But I, I refused to, and actually, she was re- my girlfriend at the time was really mad that I didn't take her to it. But I was like, the proms are dumb. And then I, I ended up going my senior year. Okay. I did go to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. mine was like a Titanic I think theme, I, I think. I believe I... T- I don't know if I took my girlfriend at the time. We, we might have been broken up. I might have taken the foreign exchange oh, chick. <laughs> of course, one of the foreign exchange chicks. Yeah, <laughs> I, took a, I took one, I think, from Slovakia to a dance, and then I took one from Denmark to a dance. You are so weird. Yeah. Yeah. They were fun. No, they're, they're, the foreign chicks, hey, they were a good time. They're making they, them sound slutty. No, they weren't slutty. They were just, they were fun they to They just had different with. moral bases than, uh, <laughs> than American Things girls. Things are different over there. Mm-hmm. What are they doing over there? No, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun. But no, mm-hmm. this will not be a problem. We won't have um, chaperones, so you won't have to worry about that part. Nope, we we're not going to tell everything that's happening. You know, a lot to reveal. We're not going to do that today. But no, we, you won't have to worry about chaperones. But if you guys are getting too close, we're going to have to stick a balloon in between, you know, the two of you to leave room for the Holy Spirit. Well, yeah, that's f- I mean, that just has to happen. Yeah, for the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's completely... Mm-hmm. I know, that's if everyone's saying to you, everything was Titanic theme. It was 1998. That was, that was the year that, well, 1997... To 1998. How do you have a Titanic theme? Everybody dies. It wasn't dies. a Titanic theme. It was. I'm. Pr- yeah. I'm pretty sure this was the year. Yeah. When we did uh, the theme was "My Heart Will Go On." Oh my god. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. I don't think you remember how huge that movie was. See, I. I don't know. I don't. I guess it was huge. That just seems like a really lame prom theme. Uh, it was an incredible prom theme, minus the fact you know that. Majority of the people on the Titanic yeah. died, but I mean, one of ours might have been till the end of the road. That might have been the theme. I know Boys to Men was huge. It wow. was played a lot, but I, I don't remember the exact theme of them. Okay. Yeah, but I just don't remember. Yeah, a lot of Boys to Men. Mm-hmm. A lot well, of Boys to Men's men. incredible. That's yeah. why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there we go. <laughs> well, anyway, no, it will not be a prom theme. No, this listener party. So we'll have more information for you. Keelan saying I lost a girlfriend over hating that movie. I don't. I don't understand why people get so pissy about that kind of stuff because everyone likes what they like. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't care if somebody I'm dating doesn't like Titanic. I love Titanic. Right. It's my mood. I don't give two shits if you don't like Titanic. Watch what you like. I'll watch what I like. Yeah, but it depends on the person who's so obsessed that they have to watch it over and over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Like all the time. 
So that that can that can kind of change things up. A little I guess bit. So if someone's like identity is like tied to like mm-hmm. watching this particular movie or mm-hmm. TV show or whatever. I probably shouldn't say this, but I will because I highly doubt she listens to the show. I dated a girl named Heather a long time ago who was obsessed with the movie Heather's. Seriously? Yeah. So <laughs> that 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 kind of got to be a lot. A lot of talk about Heather's. Was she always like identifying with one of the Heather's? Was no. she like? No. And she I want to say this: she was a nice girl. She was a nice girl. So I, but it was kind of weird. She was, and it was just because of the name. Mm-hmm. She claimed to like really like the movie, but it's it's because of the name. It, it was that was the reason. Yeah. Well, Heather's is a fantastic movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, those are one of the things. Um, all right. Well, well, something else that is amazing and that is not lame is something that we were going to announce today. Yes, but we're going to do it later. <gasps> Are we going to make them wait for it? Yeah, that's coming up in... I'll announce it during Ball Talk. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so that's going to come up in a little bit. All right, so let's just say there's something else in the works that... Uh, yeah, we want to separate. This is in addition to the listener party. Yeah, this is before the listener The party. listener party is November 14th. That saved the date for that. More information will come out on that on later shows. This is a different announcement that we'll make later in the show. Oh, okay. I want to separate these things. Oh, you get to... D- lucky. Well, you can... You can. Oh, also, I can chime in if yeah. I want? Yeah, you can guest well, on Ball Talk. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things. <laughs> All right. Um, well, anyway, my rap game, I'll, uh, I'll have to work on that. We'll see what we can do. I don't think with. that you should work on that at all. I think that you should probably just let it go. I think I want to let the people decide. And if the people want, you know, their rap champ to, uh, to do something, you know, like record an album, probably not the listener party, but maybe drop an album. Have you been working on any other, any other music besides uh, rapping? Yes. Oh. I have, but I can't talk about that. Oh. That, but that's an actual thing. This is a side project. Okay. This is a side project of my own. It's my own thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I have been working on some other things. Uh, all right. So uh, it sounds like people want me to join in. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll think about recording an album. I'm, I'm looking at this and nobody wants that. <laughs> it sounds like it. All right. Well, anyway. Um, I do have some crazy for today, do though. Do you? I kind of want to get... I, I kind of want to do some early crazy. Let's do it. Because I want to do this. So that way we can get to ball talk and that way we can make our announcement. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh. Craig, do you realize today... Oh, wait, never mind. We'll talk about it in a bit. Hello. Stop with your white boy lobster claws. When she gets mad, her vision gets kind of hazy. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. So this is a weird thing. This is a story I've been following for a few years, and it is just bizarre. And this actually just happened again. I remember reporting about this, um, I don't know, a little less than a year ago. But this is this weird thing that happens in Seattle that's been happening, well, most notably in the Pacific Northwest. But it's been happening mostly in Seattle, and it's this thing that's been going on for years. Smugness. (laughs) I'm going to get to see some Seattle smug this weekend. I'm going there. I hope that this doesn't happen to me, though. Okay. A human foot still inside of a tennis shoe has been washed ashore in Seattle, making it the 15th foot. Holy shit. That has washed ashore along the Pacific Northwest since 2007. Another one? Another one. In the past seven years, 15 feet. None matching the other. Wow. Any of the other ones have washed ashore, mostly in Seattle. And this happened Seattle, well, again. Vancouver, too, right? Vancouver yep. Island? Yeah, all along the, the, like the coast yeah. in, in the Pacific Northwest. This wow. is the 1-5, the 15th foot. And it was still inside of its running shoe, which is a New Balance running shoe. So this just happened 
in Seattle, and 15 human feet have washed ashore along the Pacific Northwest coast from Canada down to Tacoma over the last seven years. And nobody in the past seven years has figured out where the hell these feet are coming from. Dude, this is like a Dexter It season. is a Dexter kind of thing. Wow. And yeah. they have, do, do they have any kind of theories about it? Because I know this, this happens like every few months, it seems like. No, this happens probably like twice a year. It's, well, if it's 15, like twice yeah, a year, then. Right, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, people are speculating. Uh, one of the news stations in Seattle is saying that the latest foot was discovered uh, Tuesday, August 19th. So this is a week ago uh, by volunteers who were picking up trash along, along the coastline. <sighs> so a forensic anthropologist and King County medical examiners in the King County medical examiner's office where the foot is being examined said the foot likely wasn't severed, but detached from the body as it decomposed at sea. So... Why are why are no other body parts washing up? Though? I don't know. It's is it just, just because the, of the feet. shoes. Like, I don't. Do the shoes float or something. Maybe they float, but it's weird. It's just that this is the only. What better play? I mean, this is serial serial killer. Uh, it really you is know, playgrounds up here in the northwest. Well, the forensic anthropologist goes on to say bones fall apart. Uh, they uh, the feet and the shoes that have washed ashore are not being severed. They're not purposely cut off. Tennis shoes are not only. Uh, not only protect the feet, but they're also buoyant. Okay, so that's it. So that's they're why. So they either float on the surface, or they're in the high part of the water column, so they'll float with the tide. So uh, the medical examiner... I found this interesting. So the medical examiner's office released a picture of the tennis shoe, which is uh, in the chat. We'll post it. It doesn't have the foot in it or anything. This is just the shoe. Okay. It doesn't have the, the foot. Um, so they released a picture of the tennis shoe, in, in which the foot was found in an attempt to identify the person who wore the shoes. So it's a New Balance shoe, uh, men's size ten and a half. It's a white shoe with blue trim. Okay. Uh, so, what they're doing, what the forensic anthropologist is doing, is uh, trying to figure out exactly when and where the shoe was bought. So you can try and figure it out, like with the size. I just find this fascinating. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to like track it back a little bit. So okay. they're showing the shoe, what size it is. The model of the shoe was first available for purchase in uh, April of two thousand eight. Okay. So they can try and figure out anytime you know from then on who would have bought it, like. That well, at size. least they have that kind of timestamp. Okay. Um, and also, a black cotton Hanes sock was still on the foot when it was found. Okay. All right. Uh, there's no word whether authorities have made any effort to link the foot to the other 14 that have washed ashore since 2007. Wow. Yeah. So, so people are asking, like, where are the feet coming from? Yeah. And uh, a local expert on tides has said that the feet could be local. Like, so this is an this is an answer non-answer basically. Right. Okay. He said so they could be local, or they could be winding up in the northwest by the Strait of Georgia and Canada, or the Strait of Juan de Fuca, that connects uh, uh, the Puget Sound near Seattle to the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. So that tells that says, that says nothing. nothing. Or it could be falling from the sky or coming up from the ground. Right. Yes. Or it could be on a. Was there any whale. kind of an accident like in the? Amount of time frame that they could be coming from, because that's pre at uh, two thousand eight or whenever it was it started. That's pre. I mean, I'm just to be more. Well, pre Japan earthquake. So. Yeah, but I mean, uh, like in order from there. a foot to travel all the way from Japan with the socks know. still on, there's it? a lot of stuff from that Japan earthquake that washes up on the Oregon coast and Washington coast. Yeah. A but lot. I mean, but also the shoe was first available for purchase in two thousand eight. That doesn't necessarily mean it was purchased in two thousand eight. It could have been purchased, yeah, you know, at a thrift store in two thousand twelve. Totally. Yeah, it just has. It started existing in two thousand eight. So this person, at least, hasn't been in there from over six years. Yeah. Or under six. Whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I don't know. This is a mystery. This is a case for the country PI, maybe. I just thought a sock would decompose. I don't know. <laughs> Those Hanes socks, man. Yeah. 
hold together real well. Good advertisement for Hanes and New Balance. Mm-hmm. Even if your foot is in the ocean for six years, your shoes will still last. <laughs> All right, next up to World of Crazy, uh, we go to Florida. To Fort Walton Beach, Florida, where a 60-year-old Florida man has been accused of exposing himself in front of a woman at an apartment complex. Uh, Why does this always happen in Florida? Florida or Walmart. One or the other. Or, uh, yeah, Florida, Walmart. Pretty much. That's the double whammy. That's Mecca right there. Mm -hmm. Um, So this guy's name is Richard Wilde. Ooh, that's a good sassy name. Richard Wilde. Mm -hmm. Dick Wilde. Oh, my God. Dick Wilde. It's an awesome name. That's his name. Uh, anyway, Dick Wilde pulled his pants down below his knees, placed his hands on his hips, and then began shaking his genitals around by yelling incoherently. Oh, he's doing a little shimmy. He was doing a little, a little slap, slap, yeah. a little. So he's trying to mimic like a ping pong type of thing. Yes, a ping pong penis. Well, a county sheriff's deputy spoke to the woman who said she turned herself around to avoid seeing anything further after he was wiggling his genitals around. Uh, now, Dick Wilde said that his pants had fallen down because he'd lost weight and they were too loose. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yes. Well, the police did not believe him. Uh, he was charged with lewd or lascivious exhibition and, uh, let's see, and intentionally exposing his genitals. His, exhibition uh, makes it sound like somebody wanted to see it. But it was like just in the wrong place in time. I don't know the way that's termed. Wow, he looks like um, like he has a giant potato for a head, but like with a, a face that was put on that was too small. <laughs> Somebody put his picture in the chat. Okay, it's pretty amazing. This is Dick Wild. Uh, his next scheduled court date is for October seventh. Just a smattering of different things from severed feet to exposed genitals now to a giant wasp's nest. Oh, a woman yeah. who lives in Winchester, Hampshire was surprised when she opened the door to a rarely used guest room to get the shock of her life when she saw a giant wasp's nest that had formed on the bed. There's an estimated 5,000 wasps. This makes me so unnerved. 5,000 wasps had created a huge wasp's nest by chewing through the bedding, including a a blanket and a pillow, and going into the mattress to create a giant nest. How the fuck... Do you have 5,000 wasps in your house and you don't hear that? All right, well... It's going to be loud. Oh. I had a bumblebee nest in the unmanned parts of my basement and that in no man's land. You and the bumblebees, I forgot about that. And I could hear them. This is 5,000 wasps. Yes, it's 5,000 wasps. And so, uh, so well, what, what I noticed before, so she's saying that she hadn't opened... That door because uh, she lived alone and she has a five-bedroom house in Winchester, Hampshire. So maybe it's a bit. I mean, that's a big house for you know one person. So maybe she's just it's in another another area of the house. Maybe Still, she's, you would hear it or something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like it's way way Surely in the corner. Surely one of them got out of the room. No, it's, if it's sealed tight, I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, they called the pest control expert John Burkett, who was called to tackle the massive uh, amount of God. wasps. That is the kind of shit that will give me a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I will have a nightmare tonight about that. Seriously. Seriously. I mean, because this just happened, like, just one got in there, and they just procreate and born more and more, and pretty Gross. soon they've eaten out the inside of a mattress, and there are 5,000 of Ugh. them. Uh, so pest control expert Burkett, uh, who's worked in pest control for 45 years, reckons he's never seen anything like it in the more than four decades on the job. Uh, so he said, in 45 years, I've never seen anything like it. There must have been 5,000 wasps. It was a job to deal with. I had to put a lot of protective gear on. 
He said, at one stage, there are about 2,000 wasps buzzing around me. If someone had gone into the room and not known, it would have been pretty serious. This makes me want to vomit. I know. So the client lives alone in the five-bedroom house and had not been in the spare room for several months. Okay, so it wasn't her that opened it before. Her son came to visit and opened the door and discovered the massive nest. Now, the nest, of course, had been made out of the pillow, <laughs> the blanket, and they also dug out part of the mattress. Uh, John Burkett, who runs uh, an extermination business, uh, used chemical spray to kill the insects during a two-hour operation and reckons... He keeps reckoning. This is the second reckons. And reckons the previous biggest nest he's ever found in a bedroom was about the size of a tennis ball. Went from a tennis ball to a bed size. He said, I thought... uh," He said the entire room was filled with dead wasps after I was done. It was like I was in the apocalypse. A dead... I don't even want to talk about this anymore. It makes me uncomfortable. I reckon you probably have a wasp's nest in... Fuck that. (laughs) Wasps are the most disturbing of the bees. Well, they are. They're truly evil. They don't do anything good. Like other bees, bees are helpful. Wasps are assholes. Honeybees are helpful. Yellow jackets suck ass. They can die. Wasps, they can all die. I still, I kid you not, I still have nightmares about... This is how much I hate wasps. So wow. in college, I worked at the at the paper mill. You know, that was like my summer job. And one of the things is we had to like clean up the places where they had like excess equipment was stored or whatever. And we had to like clean it up. Mm-hmm. And there was one time I reached into this into this pile of stuff, and I was uh, and I pulled back like just at the last second for no reason. Like I was just thinking about something, and I pulled my hand back, and out came like. Eight wasps oh. flying out right when I was just gonna stick my hand into it, and I just didn't stick my hand into it by an accident like that one time, and I wasn't even wearing a glove, and it would have been all over my hand. Oh god, I have nightmares of it. Like I would have pulled my, ha- I have nightmares of pulling my hand out with like eight wasps all over my hand, stinging me, and it would have happened if I had I not like pulled back at the last second. <sighs> so instead, I went and got a whole like five cans of like. Raid stuff, and I spent the rest of the day rooting him out. Mm-hmm. Fuck wasps. Next up, there's a new product on the market for gentlemen, Greg. Oh. Now, have you ever. I'm looked- a gentleman. You sure are. <clears throat> gentleman rapper. Don't. You need to let that go. Well, Greg. Like you, most men today are, cruel, uh, are, are truly conscious, conscientious about their appearance I, I, and well-being. I hope I'm conscious. That would be <laughs> no conscious about your appearance. Like you, you want to look nice, right? Yeah. Sure. I like to be spiffy. Um, well, you know, if you're ever feeling some irregularities with your body, like sometimes you're looking at something like, "Man, this doesn't feel quite right." There's a new company out there that can help you. Okay. Greg, the time is now. And the first brassiere for men has been released. A brassiere for men. It's the first man bra that you can wear to keep your pecs in tip-top shape and keep them okay. from sagging. Let me ask here now. The basic aim of the man bra is to make life for comfortable moobs? for man boobs or moobs. Now, many men feel uncomfortable because of their unwanted... F- <laughs> this is a funny phrase. Their unwanted physical structures. At times, you might get ridiculed or bullied in such a manner. Now, uh, according to a report, this special man bra, yes, that's as creative as it got, man bra, uh, provides round-the-clock protection against the effects of gravity on your moobs. 
These ladies have to do it. Why don't you, you guys should too? Join the I party. I don't need a bra. Join the party. It's so much fun. Really. And, and it, as it's being noted, it is a bro. I it's mean, totally Seinfeld, a bro. Seinfeld totally claimed that name a long time ago. Mm. So it's for guys with moobs to... Or even if you don't have moobs. Like, everyone's battling Okay, if gravity. you don't have moobs, what are you putting them Just on for? Just make them a little more taut. It'll make your, make your, you know, your front flesh look a little more pectorally. The purpose is to hold something up. Yeah, if so don't you... If you don't have moves, and pecs, I know some guys have moves. Pecs are up, though. I mean, you, I, I, I'm looking, you don't, I don't think you have moves. But I mean, if you put on the man bra, then maybe you could lift it up and you'd look a little more beefy. Gross. So the man bra's on okay, sale right now uh, by a man named Keiku Nishiakia. He sells the bra at his Tokyo shop. Um... So, the special bra is called the Floral Goodnight Bra. Uh, he also assures Floral. you that this is something that gives you the much-needed support that you need while you're sleeping. Uh, he goes on to say it's something that not m- many men are aware of, but if a man has good pectoral muscles, he is just as uh, just at the same risk as a woman of having them gradually stretched out and left out of shape by oh, gravity. That's more uh, incentive not to, you know, start pumping the iron. No, he says, in support of this bra, a man who uses this bra at night will surely be looking good the next morning because everything would have been held firmly in place all night long. There's also matching underwear available, which is specially designed to make men feel better about their penises. As of now, the man bra and man panties are available in floral patterns of pink, yellow, and lime green. Never. I will not wear one of those. Yeah, David's bringing up Spanx for men. That should be a thing. Uh, there is. It's called Manx. That's true. Man Spanx. I've seen advertisements for that. Mm-hmm. And finally. What are they going to do with the brassiere, though? Isn't a brassiere like the full body thing? That's like a like a negligee? A brassiere no. is a bra, Greg. No, that's short for bra. Okay. But I thought when they... I thought like the full like bras like the smaller version like a brazier isn't that the full like where it stretches down? A brazier is a bra is a brazier. They're like underwire bras. They're sports bras. They're cotton bras. Uh, I mean, I know bra comes from the word brazier, but I thought like if you call it a brazier, it's like fancier. It's not fancier. Bra is just short for brazier. All bras are brasiers. That's all it is. Yes. Because brassiere is an annoying word. What, are, what do they call the one that's like a top with like a bra in it? Lingerie? Oh, like a negligee? Is that a negligee? It's negligee. not like a little, little dress thing on the bottom. I don't but know. Like, like the little like fluff, like the like the hangy? Uh, it doesn't really hang. It has like the boobs, like the like the bra it's on like the top. It's like a full body bra. A full body. It straps around. That doesn't around. make any sense. Does it like have underwear attached to it? Yeah, there's a like the bra. It's like lingerie. Then it- oh, oh, that's what Sumon said. A teddy. A te- te- I think teddy? that's what it is. Is that what that's called? Yeah. You know, teddy sounds like something an old lady would wear. That that's I don't like that term. Let me just Do you like it. me in my teddy? Let me get my teddy on. <laughs> Ew, no, no. I would be. I would not want to be there. Ugh. If some girl said, "Let me, let me just get my teddy on. Let me put on my fancy teddy." Ew, no, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. And finally, did have a Florida man. St- wow, I've I've done a lot today. I'm looking at this corset. right now. Corset. I think that's what I'm talking no, about. No, a corset's a sucky anything. It's like a body bra. It's not a body bra. It's what you use to suck in the fat. 
Like okay. you can lace it up. Yeah, but a bra that like holds it up, right? Puts things of in its place. Of course it is something that that's sucks in. That's what of course in. it's doing. It's like sucking it in and putting it in its place. That's a body bra. No, that's... <laughs> Stop calling it a body bra. All right, finally, we have this. A Florida woman. Oh, it's been a while since I've had a good little Florida woman story. That was odd. A Florida woman said to repeatedly leave her door open while having sex with her younger boyfriend and of blasting music was arrested after trying to get into a Fort uh, Pierce police vehicle and exposing herself to the cops. And this is around 2 a.m. this past weekend and police uh, were showing up to her house for a disturbance. So the woman was identified as Kathy Bovitt O'Neill, 64 years young. Can I uh, look her up? Kathy Bovitt I guess, really quickly. Or maybe somebody in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com. Perhaps you guys can look up Kathy. Yes, that would be good. Okay. Uh, so the woman was identified as Kathy Bovitt O'Neill, 64 years young, came out of a nearby apartment and demanded to be thrown in jail. Well, her night robe was... Night so robe? The, Who the wrote police this? weren't there for her? Or they... No, there was a disturbance because she was repeatedly having sex with her boyfriend with the door open and the neighbors in the <laughs> okay. apartment wanted her to stop it. Yeah. So when the police showed up, she came out in her night robe. Her See, night... What's a night robe now? I don't know. It's a robe that you wear at night. There you go. Is that a teddy? Move on. Like a teddy a night... with a, with a is... tie on the front? We're moving on. It's a night robe. It's a robe that you wear at night. I gotta get this terminology down. I know. And she had nothing on underneath. Police told Ugh. her to clothe herself, but she kept uh, ordering officers to take her to a hotel. Uh, I love how this is... So I'm going to read this the way that the person who wrote this article wrote it. Okay. Now, O'Neill is quoted as saying, I pay taxes. I sexual intercoursing own you. Sexual intercourse, you mother sexual intercoursers. Take me to jail. This is how they wrote this? I pay taxes. I sexual intercoursing own you. Sexual intercourse, you mother sexual intercoursers, take me to jail. <laughs> In case you can't understand that, I pay taxes, I fucking own you, fuck you, motherfuckers, take me to jail. Uh, let's stick with the clean There version. you go. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be so graphic. Thank you. Uh, police say that O'Neill then tried to access the police sergeant's patrol vehicle and was detained. Investigators spoke to a woman who identified herself as the apartment property manager, uh, who explained to them that O'Neill had been playing extremely ma- loud music and leaves her door open all the time while engaging in sexual activities with her boyfriend. Uh, the apartment property manager o- uh, also noted that uh, O'Neill has done this on multiple occasions. O'Neill, after they were able to get her night robe closed, uh, eventually got her wish as police, as the motherfucking police, took her to jail on a disorderly conduct charge. So sh- she kept exposing herself to them? Yes. As a form of punishment? I think it's to try and titillate them. Oh, to turn them on? Or was it well, to like, be like... Well, because she said to tell them... To, the, one of her demands was to take her to the to a hotel. Okay. Yeah. So you think it was to entice them? Mm-hmm. So I always find it interesting when people expose themselves as a form of punishment to the other one. Sure. It's like, this shit is nasty. I have to look at it every day. And now I'm going to force you to look now at it, Now you're going to have to look at it, too. Yeah. That's a different kind of self-esteem. Mm-hmm. That I, There's I, some real problems going on I there. hope to not achieve. I hope not either. All right, well, there you guys go. That, my friends, is your world crazy. Crazy. Excellent. 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 Uh, you know what I think the key is when I'm in Seattle to not get my foot chopped off? I'm just not going to wear running shoes. Yeah, that seems to be All one of the All of them things. have running shoes. Yeah, running shoes are what they, what they are definitely into. Mm-hmm. 
This is true. So I just won't bring any uh, white point. New Balance running shoes. Nope. You got a good point. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, shall we do a little bit of ball talk and make an announcement? So we're not All saying right. the date, right? Yeah, we're not just yet. saying the date. Oh, we are. Uh, here. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls of the Fun Employment Radio Land. We have another announcement to make about something awesome. Are you going to say ball talk first? You have to introduce it and then we can do it. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. And bags. So. (laughs) Ball bags. We have an event that is going to be occurring in just over two weeks. This is a special event that we have not done anything like this before. And it is something that you, the listeners of Fun Employment Radio, particularly in the Portland area, get mm-hmm. to take part in. I mean, if you're close-ish, if you can make it, then, right. then you can as well. Sunday, September 14th, will be the first ever Fun Employment Radio Cornhole Tournament sponsored by Metro PCS at our brand new sponsors location, Landmark Saloon. Yeah! So... To explain this, uh, a couple of backstories, just because I want to make sure it's really clear what we're talking about. So, Landmark Saloon, of course, is where Sarah and I play in our cornhole league. Or we have for years. We're we have for years. It's, it's one of our favorite places. And they have now come on as a full-time sponsor Yay! of Fun Employment Radio. And, of course, in partnership with our other wonderful sponsor, Metro PCS, we all kind of came up with this idea to have this tournament. So, I'm going to explain what it is. I'll say this right now. You cannot register for it today. That will be coming up sometime next week. Registration will open. So the tournament is a, will involve 24 teams. Anyone can can uh, register to join it, but it will be capped at 24 teams. So uh, register, I mean, we'll need backups. Definitely go on there and register. Now, here's how the tournament's going to work. So there will be the 24 teams. It'll take place at Landmark Saloon on Sunday, September 14th. Sometime next week, and those of you who listen to this show, particularly if you listen live, you'll get to hear about it first. Sometime next week, the registration page will open up. We will give out the URL on this on this show, whether you listen live or via podcast. We will make the page live and give out the URL. The URL will only be given out on this show, so you'll have to listen to get it. But we're not saying what day. Not saying what day. Once it goes live, you go there, you register, and uh, you can sign up for the tournament. Now, on top of that... This is a pretty damn good tournament, and I've never heard of a cornhole tournament having these kinds of prizes. Out of the 24 teams, single elimination, the first place team will receive $300. Cash. No joke. 300 bucks on the spot. First place team. Second place, 200 Third place, 100 And there will be extra stuff throughout the day, but that's $600 in prizes for the Fun Employment Radio Cornhole Tournament, sponsored by Metro PCS. At the Landmark Saloon. And Landmark, by the way, is at 4847 Southeast Division. Yes. And it's so great. We're looking forward to telling you all about it. But as for now, the Cornhole Tournament happening September 14th. Yep. And uh, registration will open up sometime next week. It will be announced on the show. We'll give out the website. Uh, Vicky is asking a quick question. Do you have to register as a team? They are two-person teams. So you need a partner, yes. To play Cornell, it'll be a two-person team, and it's capped at two people. Mm-hmm. So you can't have, like, uh, you know, extra people on your team and rotate in and out. Two people only on your team. And this is going to give you time to, like, figure out who your partner is going to be since the registration isn't open yet. 
start thinking about that. It won't be until next week that that opens up, so you have time to figure out a partner, and then just listen when we announce the registration. Mm-hmm. We are very, very excited we about this. We are so Seriously, excited. Seriously, $600 in prizes. 300 Are we going to talk about uh, the possibility, like... The ending stuff, or are we going to give more details next week? That's that's we'll get more. Okay, next there's week. some there's some cool stuff. Yeah, there, that, we'll get some, more next week. Okay, yeah, but we want to make sure you guys know, so be prepared to register next week when that opens up. And we're not going to so tell you also, when, so that means you have to listen to yep. our dulcet tones. Surprise! All the time. You caught the game. You have to listen to the show to. Oh, we should make like like we need to make some like surprise music. I'll make a big sounder when it happens. Okay, it'll be a surprise during the show next week okay. at some point. At some point, one of the shows. Yep. All right, now to actual ball talk Yay! stories. Uh, let's go to this. Mainly, I'm talking about this story because I want to read the FARC headline from today because I think it's one of the funniest things ever. So, Michael Sam. I don't know if you remember who Michael Sam is. He is the first openly gay NFL player. Mm-hmm. Came from University of Missouri. And oh, I remember Michael Sam, gay football player. Yeah, gay, like football, what everybody, gay football player, Michael Sam. Gay football player, Michael Sam. He uh, is currently... Trying to make the St. Louis Rams roster. He was drafted from everything I've read, and I don't follow preseason football too much. But from what I've read, he's actually doing pretty well. It sounds like he's going to make the team. What? Does this have to do with a Ram joke? And No, I'm sure there's lots of them, Okay. Uh, from what I've read, he's actually doing pretty well. I will say this, something that uh, he did that was awesome. So Michael Sam and, of course, Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, mm-hmm. were like the two biggest... Stories. You Those are the well, only two football players I know. <laughs> the only two football players who exist that were drafted over this last season. <coughs> Michael Sam's on defense. He sacked, which he tackled Johnny Football to the ground and stood up and did Johnny Football's money thing, mocking him, where he rubs his fingers together. Oh, I like him already. Uh, that's Michael Sam won a lot of fans by mm-hmm. doing that. So he's uh, you know he's working out. They say he might make the team. I guess the St. Louis Rams are pretty stacked at that position. But if he doesn't make it there, it's largely considered he'll he'll be on another team. Um, but ESPN has been obsessively reporting over him and his showering habits. So they what? keep talking about whether he's what, because, showering with the other guys. Because he's gay he's, about his shower? Yes. That's messed up. This has been, and ESPN's been getting a lot of backlash about that. Who does that? How tacky. Very tacky. And it's it's really ridiculous that they've been doing. What I are mean, they, like children? I'm sorry, that really surprises me. Okay. Basically. And... Um, so, so this has been going on with the ESPN reports. Like even the other the other Rams players are like nobody cares about this except for you. Like whatever, it's a fucking shower. Everybody's over it except for ESPN. However, I did want to read just just uh, Fark's headline. ESPN reports, and the Fark of course does satire. They make fun of ESPN and uh, different kinds of sites. ESPN reports on Michael Sam's showering habits. Confirm that even though he is surrounded by naked, soapy, muscly glistening male bodies. He has not yet developed gay madness and started thrusting at anything in sight. That was Fark's He has not yet developed gay madness. He hasn't developed gay madness and started thrusting at everything in sight? Yes. Oh god. Sometimes Fark just takes it too far and sometimes they're just right. They were right sometimes on Sometimes they don't even one. hit it. That one is spot on. They were right on. So, I just thought that was fucking hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing about that this morning. Thrusting? Thrust- oh wow. Developing gay madness, gay madness, and thrusting at everything in sight. And Fark is satirical. They know that that is a joke. They're yes. Not. So, anyway, there we go. Uh, moving on in ball talk. Here is something that is bizarre and terrifying that is happening in baseball, and it has to do with the New York Yankees. So, 
Sean Kelly is a, apparently a Yankees relief pitcher. And for the last, I believe it's like two weeks now, he's been doing something very disturbing in the pregame warm-ups out on the field in that he has found a full horse head mask that he wears over his head while warming up for, uh, for the game. Why would he do that? Well, is it one of those creepy, rubbery, big ones that people wear? It's a giant. It looks like a real horse head. I don't like it when people do that. That's scary. Yeah. And so he's been doing this. So this is his, like, kooky thing. Like, hey, hey look at what thing, I do. But baseball players are so, are so big on superstition and all that stuff. I guess he's a guy who apparently goes on Amazon.com and, like, finds a bunch of, like, likes to buy random stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, if he's going to do that, he should go to FunEmploymentRadio.com first. You should just click on the Amazon link from there. It's so much easier. Right. The banner's right at the top of the page mm-hmm. of FunEmploymentRadio.com, and it's just one extra click. Could not be easier. So that's probably where he, what he did. I would and think And then so. he buys a bunch of stuff from Amazon. Uh-huh. Um, so, this is something he bought on a whim, and then he started wearing it just as a joke, and they've gone 5-0 and since he's been wearing it. Oh, God, so now he has to wear the horse head? Now he has to wear the horse head every time. I hate that when you get an accidental superstition. Yeah. Like, I've done that before. I can't remember right off the top of my head, but where I have, like, a, you know, a lot of my OCD tics. Yes. And, like, I'll accidentally do something, and I'm like, fuck, and that's another one that I have to do. Yeah. It's just, like, another commitment. Well, don't start wearing a horse head. I will not wear a horse head. All right. Good. No, that was the same thing. So when I played softball, real quick, like I would never drop a pitch, like or a, a catch, when I was playing left center in the bar league softball years ago, and I would wear the same sunglasses every time. One day I broke my sunglasses and I could never catch again. <laughs> and I know it was just all in my head, but those sunglasses gave me catching power. And then as soon as they broke, it was mm-hmm. like the magic was gone. Yeah. You'd be horrible to be on a baseball team with. Yes. Moving on to ball talk. Uh, just a quick thing about this. There's a big rumor circulating right now about the NHL, the National Hockey League, and that they are looking to expand by 2017 by four teams. Now, the four teams that are being rumored are Quebec City, another franchise in Toronto, which they already have one, Seattle, and Las Vegas. Oh. So Portland not being included in the alleged expansion. But I did read an article that uh, Paul Allen has apparently renewed interest now in bringing an NHL team to Portland, but he's not looking for the expansion one. Okay. He wants to buy somebody else's team already existing and bring it here. So there is the good possibility that Portland could be getting a team in the near future. So he wants his toy already put together. Yeah, I guess it's cheaper. Okay. It's cheaper to do that because the NHL is charging like a huge rate (laughs) for the expansion fee, and he's uh, said he doesn't want to pay it. So they're out of the talks for the expansion. But Seattle might be getting one. And Las Vegas. All right. Which would be interesting. Moving on to ball talk. It's potpourri of balls. Smattery. I do want to bring up this story. Leading up to our cornhole tournament, are you going to bring in uh, some random cornhole news from time to time? Sure. <laughs> it's a sport. I was just asking. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm. Uh, that's a lot of pressure because I don't know if I can find cornhole news. I will, but I will look for some cornhole news leading me, up to the tournament. Let me find it for you. Okay. It would be my pleasure. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, and it is a potpourri of balls, a smattering. Like, there's, there's a few things, I think, of interest. Moving forward. Oops. God damn it. Is that your computer or is somebody screaming outside? You were supposed to ignore that. Oh, sorry. I, it scared me. I, I heard something. I'm like, what is that? You ignore that. <laughs> Moving on. It was an accident. It's called being prepared. Uh, we have this story. Josh Shaw of the USC football team. USC is in the news because of something that he did. So I guess he showed up at practice uh, a few days ago 
a couple of days ago, um, saying that uh, with uh, severely sprained ankles, so he couldn't couldn't practice. Oh, but both of them? Both of them. Ugh. And he claimed that he sprained his ankles because he was at a party at his cousin's apartment or something like that, and his nephew was in the pool. And his nephew can't swim and fallen in the pool and was drowning. So he, uh, Josh Shaw said that he jumped off the second story balcony down onto the concrete, injured, this is the story he gave, injured his feet so he couldn't walk, but was able to crawl over to the side of the pool and pull the child out and save the child's life. Wow, that's quite the hero. This was the story he gave as far as how he injured his feet. And this actually took off, it went national. They're like, what an amazing guy Josh Shaw is. What What a hero. He's a hero. Well, now it's come out. They, once that story went live, there were a lot of people that contacted USC saying, no, that's not what happened. We were there. That's not what happened. Turns out he was at a party and the police showed up for some reason and he jumped off a third story balcony <laughs> onto the concrete to get away from the cops. And then that's how he hurt his ankles trying to run away. Wow. Well, he Not really- in fact. Yeah, he went full bore. Wow. He went full on. Yeah, saying his seven-year-old nephew was struggling in the pool, and he jumped off the balcony to save him, and he crawled on hands and knees oh, to rescue him. No, he, fire. he jumped out of the window running from cops. Wow. So that is what he actually did. Joshua. Wow, talk about embellishing. That's just, like, embarrassing. Yes. Uh, moving on to ball talk, we'll do two more stories. Just because I think they're pretty good ones. I do want to bring this up. This is a name. If you're a baseball fan, you probably know this name from the '90s because, and he's being brought up because he is now going to be a part of the new Survivor. Which who knew Survivor still That's on? Still on? This it's Survivor season. San Juan del Sur, blood versus water. That's the name of the new season. That's so dumb. That Jeff Probst guy. He, he got a sweet. Yeah, he got a this. really good gig with that. Yep. Uh, this, the person who's going to be joining us, though, is John Rocker. Now, John Rocker, do you know that name? Mm-mm. Okay, he was a pitcher in for the Atlanta Braves back in the 90s. And he famously... He's, he's famous for, for being a being an asshole. And uh, he was... A, like a funny a, asshole or just an asshole? No, asshole? just an asshole. Okay. So he's famous for, for one thing that came out, and it was an, an issue of Sports Illustrated, and there was a huge thing that happened with this where he was asked whether he would ever play in New York City for the Yankees or the Mets he was kind of like a like a you know a, he was a hot topic at the time he was throwing kind of well for like a brief period okay I'm just gonna read exactly what his quote was and this is what he said in December on December 27th 1999 I'd retire first it's the most hectic nerve-wracking city imagine having to take the seven train to the ballpark looking like you're riding through Beirut next to some kid with purple hair next to some queer with AIDS right next to some dude who just got out of jail for the first time right next to some 20 year old mom with four kids it's depressing the biggest thing I don't like about New York are the foreigners you can walk an entire block in Times Square and not hear anybody speaking English Asians and Koreans and Vietnamese and Indians and Russians and Spanish people and everything up there how the hell did they get in this country Whoa. that is his entire quote he packed all those things into one paragraph. Wow, he really just did the covered the gamut there. He, he jumped the shark on racist, homophobic everything. It's being pointed out. Uh, Tony said, "Is he the real life Kenny Powers?" I would imagine he Kinda was partly an like... inspiration for Kenny Powers. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, naturally, people in the United States did not like that, particularly New York. Yeah, I didn't tend to like him too much. So when he did show up, I remember it being a very big deal. 
And he was just... He had to have security with him the entire time. Anytime he would go there. Probably still does. If you're John Rocker, probably don't go to New York ever. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, racist homophobic douche is now going to be on Survivor. Wow. Gone from... Oh my, for some reason, that actually makes me almost kind of want to watch it. You want to watch is it just what, to see him fail? Yeah, I want to see yeah. like everybody gang up on him and then have him get voted off. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, all right, finally in ball talk, we've got this. This is a news report that's come out, and it has to do with tennis, Sarah. All right. And it has to do with one thing in particular, and that is the... Well, you can't really ignore this anytime tennis is watching, especially women's tennis. It is the grunting, the grunting that goes on. We all know what I'm talking about. And there is now word that has come out that the grunting actually does. It's always been wondered, you know, whether that's just like a mental thing or whether it really does help. Apparently, it actually does serve a purpose of increasing a ball's velocity by 4%. Excelling the oxygen and grunting like that. Uh, I guess the grunt... It said, according to the study, stabilizes the core, allowing extra force to travel through the arms. So increasing the ball's velocity by 4%. Interesting. But it's the actual grunt that does it. So in honor of that, I figured just as a demonstration to close out ball talk, (laughs) we just play a sampling of women grunting. Intense. Any noise? It's not even just necessarily grunting. It's their own kind of grunt. There you go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Those were mainly from Serena Williams and Sharp Home. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Beautiful. I know you love any excuse to be able to play those. I, I, I love that. I know I've done that before, like a couple of years ago. I mm-hmm. played that same mix. It's it's one of the best things. Oh, ever. it's glorious. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, I think, uh, have we done the Lord's work for today? I have think we, we done, have done, done, done the, the Lord's work. Okay. I'm looking. We have a birthday tomorrow. Oh. I'm not seeing one today. Uh, we did have something we were supposed to. Oh, I know exactly what we were supposed to do because it is, if we are coming to the end of the show, I wanted to make sure we did this. We want to say hello to our friend Kelly in Australia. And I know she's, uh, I I won't go into it, but uh, we do know that, you know, she's she's on some bed rest for a little while. And we want to say hello. Hi, Kiki. We love you very much. Absolutely. You beautiful girl. Feel better soon. Feel better. And you guys need to get up here to the US. Yeah, four years has been a long enough wait. Why don't you go ahead and leave the comforts of Australia and just come over here and visit us in Portland. Or maybe since we have our listener party here on November 14th, they can come for that. Or... We can actually uh, go to Australia for another listener party. Oh, I think that that might be the best idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. I don't think there was anything else we were supposed to do. Anything else we were supposed to talk about. Like no other birthdays are going on. Nobody else. 
Except for, well, maybe there's one we could do. All right. It's Thomas Gill's birthday. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thomas Gill, of course, helps us out tremendously here at Fun Employment Radio on the back end, helping make sure the computers run because uh, there's things Sarah and I just do not know about. We don't know. Let's just say we might not know a lot about a lot of things. Yes. (laughs) And Thomas uh, helps us out tremendously and has helped us uh, help build the network. Thomas Thomas is awesome. Happy birthday. Hope to see you on November 14th down here at the listener party. But regardless, have a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Thomas. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I'm damn right. Boom, boom, boom. All right. There we go. Yes, indeed. Hey, Greg, we can't get through the show without me telling you that it's kind of warm in here. I will be excited when there is a day when we do a show when Sarah does not mention it's called how the fall. hot she is. It's called the fall. It's called you getting through menopause. <laughs> Shush. Sarah is hot. Wait, no. That sounded... Uh, it sounded like the truth. Oh, jeez. I spit the truth when I rap. All right, send us an email. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call at 503-575-9120. Uh, Want to remind you, so we did announce it. Mm-hmm. The Fun Employment Radio Cornhole Tournament, sponsored by Metro PCS. Yes, Metro PCS. Landmark Saloon. It's going to be happening September 14th. September 14th. Which is a Sunday. Which is a Sunday. And with that, the registration will open up next week, but that page will open up when we say it on this show. So we'll give out the URL. You have to listen to the show to know the URL. We won't announce what that what that page is. The first, um, you know, it's 24 teams, so mm. sign up. That's plenty of opportunity for you to get in. And if you don't, uh, if you end up not making the 24, we, we need reserves. So there's always other opportunities. So sign up. You have time to find your other uh, partner to play. It's two-person teams. Mm-hmm. So you and one other person. Do it. And that's it. It's going to be awesome. $600 in prizes. Holy crap. Yeah. Holy and we shit. can't win it, but yeah. you guys can. Sarah and I can't win. So we, uh, we, I mean, we could win, like, physically. We have the cornhole abilities, but we can't enter the competition. I know. We will be there. We will be there. We'll be hanging out. Yep. There we go. Not playing cornhole, getting to watch you guys win money. And Damn a, it. And again, the <laughs> registration will open up next week. At some point next week. Get to listen you live. Get to listen live to know. All right. Well, you, no, you don't have to listen live to know. It'll be on the podcast. Too, but I'm but saying if, the first, if, if live listeners or 24 live listeners are listening, you know, and they get it first. Right. That that's is why true. it's a benefit. There, That is true. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. You guys are fantastic. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. .com. Bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.